from Australia. This is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. And it is the national news for week commencing March 14 in the good year 2021. Back in December, the Radio Communications Legislation Amendment, or the Reform and Modernisation Act 2020, received royal assent, amending the Radio Communications Act of 1992. The Modernisation Act is part of the Australian Government's response to the recommendations of the 2015 Spectrum Review. Amendments made by the Modernisation Act include adding flexibility to the way ACMA managed Spectrum, provide greater clarity to licensees, simplify and streamline spectrum management and planning processes, ensure that spectrum management is fit for purpose in a challenging, dynamic environment. The provisions of the Modernisation Act are due to come into force June 17, 2021. In WIA National News this week, we'll be hearing from VK3GTV, VK2LAW, VK4FUQ, our last four of the eight WIA board candidates, John Moyle Manager, VK4AE, and WIA Vice President, Lee Moyle. A good morning from Lee Moyle, VK3GK, WIA Vice President. Two important topics this morning. Firstly, the director elections and the distribution of ballot papers should already be heading out to our members. Inserted within your AR magazine for delivery via Australia Post. Those financial members who do not receive AR Magazine in hard copy will see the ballots in the normal Australia Post mail deliveries. The WA Board has discussed potential delivery and return mail delays due to several issues, the main one being COVID affecting the Australia Post mail service. Most affected are our members in regional Australia and especially those residing in Western Australia who experience extreme postal delays and so the initial closing date of March the 27th has been extended out to potentially April the 9th. These changes are reasonable and accommodating as Section 14.1 of the WA Constitution states, 14.1, Election of Directors. Election of Directors shall be conducted before each annual general meeting by postal ballot or electronic means in accordance with the WA ballot regulations as amended by the Board from time to time. So once these ballots are received, please read the candidates' bios and vote accordingly as per the instructions, then returning your completed ballot paper within the envelope provided. Make your vote count for the prosperous future of your WIA. Next is a very important announcement, and I encourage all to participate if they can tomorrow evening. WIA communications on the ACMA consultation, something different. On Monday, March the 15th at 7.30pm Eastern Daylight Time, 0830 Zulu, the WIA will attempt something new in an effort to communicate with members the scope and challenges presented by the ACMA's consultation paper on future amateur radio service licensing. Members of the Board and the Spectrum Strategy Committee will be appearing live on the Ham Radio DX YouTube channel. The aim is to provide a forum where the findings of the committee so far can be presented, but also provide an opportunity for questions and answers to be exchanged with the members and the wider amateur community. The WIA will discuss the three options and why it is recommending the option it is. We, all, we will also explain ways that the risks of the ACMA's proposals could be mitigated to the benefit of both the amateur service and the ACMA. 
During the 45-minute session, there will be time for questions via the YouTube chat face, uh, feedback channel. Questions can also be submitted ahead of time via email to spectrum at wia.org.au. Please note that channel will be moderated and only questions directly related to the submissions will be accepted. We also ask that people be respectful and understand that we will not be commenting on the positions of others. This is about the WIA's position and making sure people are clear on what we have found and what the next steps are going to be. The WIA will in particular introduce the next steps that need members to take into their consultation process. We look forward to seeing you on YouTube on Monday night. This is Lee Moyle, VK3GK, WIA Vice President for WIA News. On the education scene, in Tasmania, REIST's next foundation training and all licence assessment day will fall Saturday, March 27. And you can grab your copy of the foundation licence manual from the Caltech service station in Moona. But please let Reg VK7KK from REIST know as soon as possible that you're going along. This is the WIA News, and don't forget our three W's. Wash your hands, wear a mask, and watch your distance. Now, international news with Jason, VK2LAW. Hello, and we begin this week with news from IARU Region 1. France announces ham radio exam changes. After eight years of waiting, a new amateur radio decree has finally been published in the French government official journal with the most significant change, the way amateur radio exams are marked. The marking was unusual. Three points were given for each correct answer, but one point was deducted for each wrong answer. France is now adopting the system used around the world of one point for a correct answer and zero points for a wrong answer. To pass, a candidate will need to get 50% or more of the questions correct in both the rules and regs and technical theory parts. France has only one amateur radio exam, which is the equivalent of the SEPT Herrick, or all three UK exams combined. The French Herrick exam comprises 40 questions to be completed in 45 minutes. 15 minutes are allowed for the 20 rules and regulations questions, and 30 minutes for the 20 technical theory questions. New RSGB video demonstrates useful practical skills for new licensees. Have you passed your licence exams during lockdown? Would you like to learn some useful practical skills to help you make the most of your licence? Whether you're a new foundation intermediate or full licence holder, the RSGB in Region 1 has created a series of six videos that introduce you to some of the most common amateur radio construction skills you'll need. You could construct a simple ballon, tutor dipole using a nano VNA, or create an audio interface between your transceiver and your computer to allow you to send and receive data modes. You can see the trailer and six full videos on the RSGB YouTube channel or its website. Still with the RSGB, they announce record foundation exam passes. April 2020, the RSGB started handling bookings for remotely invigilated online foundation amateur radio exams that people could take in their own home. Since then, 3,000, yes, 3,000 people have passed the foundation. Prior to last April, only around 1,350 people would pass the foundation each year. The availability of exams to everyone, regardless of where they live, has led to a welcome upturn in numbers. 
to IARU Region 2 Bitcoin Transfer via Ham Radio. A Bitcoin article describes how Rodolfo Victor Echo 3 November Alpha Kilo and Sam Kilo Echo 8 Kilo Romeo X-Ray used amateur radio to transfer Bitcoin using JS8 Call on 7.077 MHz. Read the full article at the link we like at wia.org.au and the text edition of this Ham Radio newscast. Brazil Challenge Regulators' Lack of Response Brazil's Amateur Radio Society, Labre, has told the nation's communications regulator, Anatel, that problems communicating with them and their website has been standing in the way of many who wish to operate legally on the handbands. Labre acknowledged that the recent introduction of online licence testing had eased some of the difficulties in getting on the air, but hams are now thwarted by the bureaucracy they face in order to complete the process. Excessive days waiting and a lack of communication from Anatel. Labre says these difficulties have been reported by newly licensed amateurs, as well as those qualifying for upgrades. To IARU Region 3, another achievement for explorer Richard Garriott. British-born Richard Garriott Whiskey 5 Kilo Whiskey Quebec has become the first explorer to have been to both poles, orbited the Earth and reached the bottom of the deepest ocean. On February 28, 2021, he travelled to the bottom of the Mariana Trench at 36,201 feet, the deepest oceanic trench on the planet. Richard's US amateur radio call sign, Whiskey 5 Kilo Whiskey Quebec, recently expired, but in a tweet sent March 7, he said he would be renewing his licence as soon as possible. Richard's father was astronaut Owen K. Garriott, Whiskey 5 Lima Foxtrot Lima, who, in 1983, during an STS-9 Columbia mission, made the first amateur radio contacts from space. For WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. This is the weekend of the Commonwealth Contest 13-14 March. Next weekend sees WIA John Moyle Field Day 2021. Dennis Johnson, VK4E, Contest Manager for the John Moyle Memorial Field Day, joins us. This is a reminder that the contest will be held from 0100 UTC on Saturday, 20th of March, to UTC 0059 on Sunday, 21st of March 2021. The weather this summer has been almost friendly, with none of the catastrophic fires or areas of flash flooding like last year. Also, conditions are much less restricted than 2020 by the COVID-19, so requests by some club stations to be able to set up multiple home stations is disingenuous at best. It is less valid this year than last. Why should any club station be set up using multiple powerful home stations to be able to dominate or even blot out the band for lower-powered portable stations? 
the concept of a field day station is to set up and operate a station under less than ideal conditions. Why should not a club station set up a portable station at the local park or sporting ground with appropriate approvals from authorities? Why should not a single operator set up as a portable station in the car park near the local parts supplier? Consider the advertising potential for amateur radio. I consider the potential of attracting interested others is worth far more than the potential of creating a huge winning score in this contest. I leave these thoughts with you and look forward to see what happens when the logs are submitted. So best of luck in the contest. I will continue to keep the web page right up to date in the near future. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Dennis. Now this contest is open to all VKZL and P2 stations. Other stations can participate, but only claim points for contacts with VK, ZL and P2 stations. All VK, ZL and P2 stations can claim points for all contacts with any ham station in the world, as long as valid serial numbers are exchanged. The CQ Worldwide SSBWPX Contest March 27-28 The CQ Worldwide CWWPX Contest May 29-30 April 25am CW Anzac Day Monday 25th from 9am on 7125 kHz AM. DX Window Many special event stations prefer Bureau QSL cards via the OQRS system, as I mentioned in my last broadcast. Several non-readers, purely listeners, asked to buy mine repeating it someday. So, this system is where you go online, request a QSL card via the Bureau, and one is sent to you for free. No sending of a QSL card from you as the operator is required. OQRS saves WEAE amateurs and organisations money as the special event station is not usually interested in receiving a card. So, OQRS, request online, receive for free. GB2CR Scotland until March 18. The special call sign suffix CR stands for Collins Radio and the operators will be using vintage valve radio equipment manufactured by Collins. 8 of the 10 metres, mostly SSB with some CW. Vatican HV Look for HV0A in the AWL International SSB DX Contest March 27-28. QSL via IK0FEC St. Petersburg Special Event Look for call sign R125PR to honour the world's first radiogram ever sent. 125 years ago on March 24, 1896, Alexander Popov completed the first ever radio transmission at the Russian Physical and Chemical Society of St. Petersburg Imperial University. The radiogram consisting of two words, Heinrich Hertz, transcending the distance of 250 metres. QSL via R1AU Kenya, 5Z Cato, LA9PF will be QRV as 5Z4 stroke LA9PF from Alindi now until May on 8 of the 10 metres using SSB in various digital modes. Antarctic Operation Alexi is active as RI01ANT from Antarctica until May 30th from Russian Progress and Vostok base stations on 40 metres and higher, using CWNFT8. QSL via RX6A. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham.
Now, special interest group news with Cole, VK3GTV. And we're starting with adventure groups, summits on the air, worldwide flora and fauna program and other adventure groups. Whilst not originating the idea, Bob, K0NR, has been promoting the use of what's been touted as the North America Adventure Frequency. In the USA, the 2-metre FM calling frequency can get kind of busy, so many see that having an alternate frequency everyone knows about has value. Others say everyone congregates on 146.520 and probably would not monitor this adventure frequency of 146.580. So do activators say most will stay on the calling frequency they have now. So this new idea written up this week in AmateurRadio.com may never take off, but would clear and keep the calling frequency for its originally intended use. As a personal side note, I strongly recommend SOTA and Parks activators post alerts and spots on their respective websites and apps so everyone knows when you're operating and on what frequency. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ATV, every pixel tells a story. In the French Chamber of Deputies this afternoon, Monsieur Dallager reviewed the history of the last-minute diplomatic attempts to avert hostilities. He began by paying a tribute to the efforts of the Italian government and went on to say that Poland was assured of help from the nations of free men. For several days, went on Monsieur Dallager, Peace has been menaced by the arbitrary demands of Germany. Worth of viewing is a YouTube of Monitoring of BBC Radio Broadcasts, 1941. In 1941, British Pathé produced a newsreel about the radio monitoring work carried out by the BBC. The newsreel said, Many of you listen in to foreign broadcasts, and listening in Britain is free, but when you switch off, You needn't worry that what comes in over the air isn't being checked and reported to the right quarter. It is. The BBC has taken on many new jobs in wartime, and one of them is to keep a sleepless watch night and day on the broadcasts of the world. Every 24 hours we pick up and record something like 500,000 words from hundreds of different transmitters, friendly, neutral and enemy, in a score of different languages. This is done by our monitoring service working in close collaboration with government departments. Worldwide special interest groups ballooning. Well, things are certainly looking up for Mark, VK5QI, and members of the Amateur Radio Experimenters Group in Adelaide, having launched Horace 55, their high-altitude balloon, on the morning of March 7th with a digital amateur radio TV transmitter as its payload. As the balloon soared skyward, it relayed its TV signal on YouTube in a live stream that was broadcast worldwide. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Faith, QRM from the pulpit. The Irish Radio Transmitters Society report that IARU monitoring system in Region 1 was set up in 1972 and has in Ireland Michael, EI3GYB, who carries out this role for them. In his report for February, as well as the usual suspects, Michael details about a church radio in the west of Ireland which produced a lot of harmonics from 28.390 to 28.470 kHz and on several other frequencies due to a fault in the transmitter setup. The parish priest was made aware of the situation and advised to rectify the problems. The parish radio was silent for a couple of days and returned later without causing any more interference. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier 
QO100 Wideband Transponder Band Plan and Operating Guidelines. Version 3, February 2021. The updated DATV, DVBS2 Band Plan and Guidelines are designed to enable the most efficient use of the QO100 Wideband Transponder for all amateur radio satellite users. The use of DVBS2 as the most efficient transmission mode is advised. Additional information and graphics may be found at the link we like in the text edition of this broadcast. And in other space news, amateur radio on the International Space Station, ARIS, International Chair Frank Bauer, KA3HDO, reports that the ARIS team has been working closely with NASA and the European Space Agency to identify what may have caused what ARIS is calling a radio anomaly on January 27. The net result has been an inability to use the NA-1SS ham station gear in the ISS Columbus module. KA3HDO has asked that APRS users not send no-contact emails or social media responses, as this will overwhelm the ARIS team. But if you definitely hear the packet system working or are able to connect through it, let them know the date, time and grid square of the occurrence. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Maritime. Maritime Radio Day is set for April. Colin Butler, writing an ICQ podcast, says the 10th anniversary of Maritime Radio Day, MRD, will take place from 1200 UTC April 14 to 2200 UTC April 15. The annual event commemorates nearly 90 years of wireless service for seafarers. Radio amateurs and shortwave listeners are welcome and should register in advance by April 1. All traffic must occur around the international naval frequencies on amateur radio bands, and you can see that frequency list in the text version of this broadcast at wia.org.au. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Yota, COVID-19 situation and Yota camps. The IARU Region 1 Youth Working Group have said no youth events will take place before mid-June. Those scheduled for later in the year will be reviewed as the pandemic situation evolves. In a very proactive approach, and one set to safeguard not only the young hams but the world at large, IARU Region 1 has adopted this approach. Youth events scheduled before the end of June will not take place. These events make social distancing difficult, and IARU does not believe it will be possible for them to take place. Other 2021 events will remain in the calendar for the time being, but will be reviewed prior to each event and make an announcement about whether it will take place. Generally, this will be four months prior to the scheduled date. IARU Region 1's intent, which is to be applauded, is to ensure that any events which take place do so in an environment which respects national requirements for pandemic control and which does not place at risk the health and well-being of those participating. And that's the latest Worldwide Special Interest Group news for this week. I'll catch you next week with more. I'm Col, VK3GTV. From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. Available on RF and on demand 24-7 from the wia.org.au website. Now, don't forget, it's almost time. Time to vote. The order of names appearing on the ballot paper are as follows. Peter Schrader, Peter Dernicus, Greg Kelly, Stephen Green, Peter Klee, Chris Dimitrovic, Scott Williams, David Usel.
Members will be asked to vote for a maximum of four nominees. You just strike out the names of the nominees not voted for when you get your ballot paper and you must return your vote before the 9th of April. Don't forget that newer date, 9th of April, as we heard in Lee's item at the top of this newscast. Now let's hear the remaining four of the eight candidates. Last week we heard from candidates one to five, with number three not providing a buyer. Nor again for this week, so this week, just three, VK3FY, VK3KJ and VK2DU. Number six on the ballot paper, VK3FY. Hi, I am Chris Dimitrievich, VK3FY, and I am seeking your support in the forthcoming WIA board election. I've been a licensed amateur radio operator since 1979. Married with three children, two are currently licensed amateur radio operators. I've been active in various amateur radio clubs, including a long-time WIA member. Also, a WIA accredited assessor, 3-005, for 16 years, and currently an AMC assessor, Invigilator. President of the South Pacific Contest Club from 1985 to the present, founder and current trustee of the Oz Repeater Net. What do I believe in? bringing greater value and transparency to the members of the WIA, greater participation of the entire amateur base, having closer partnerships with the WIA members, clubs, the ACMA and the AMC. We need to increase the membership base of the WIA, introducing the hobby to younger generation and to the community at large, involving the younger generation in competitions within the hobby This is how I introduced my sons to the hobby through the John Moyle Memorial Field Day. Amateur radio needs to be fun, not just to the current long-term hams, but also to those who will become the future of the hobby, the as-yet-to-become hams. Providing education, technology, presentations and study materials to members and prospective future new amateurs. I look forward to serving the amateur radio community if given the opportunity. 73's Chris VK3Fox Yankee. 7th candidate is current WIA member VK3KJ. Hi, this is Scott Williams, VK3KJ, and it's been a real honour to serve as a current director on the WIA board since being appointed in only June last year. In my short time as a director, I have realised there is much to do and achieve within the WIA to reinvent and rejuvenate the organisation into a truly contemporary thinking member representative organisation that delivers real value to the members and is financially sustainable. It is so important we preserve the proud history of the WIA, but it's also vitally important that the WIA pivots from its current standing to become a far more professional, collaborative, customer-focused organisation that more broadly engages with all stakeholders within the amateur community. Embracing change is something every director, being past, current or future, should accept, as we all work together to improve and advance this wonderful interest of amateur radio. A little about me, I'm currently the CEO of a member-based association operating in the building and construction industry, and I've held this role or similar roles in the not-for-profit sector for the past 12 years. I have also held executive management positions within companies like NEC, Panasonic, Lucent Technologies, as well as operating my own businesses. I also currently sit on several government and industry boards within the building and construction industry, bringing vital balanced engagement, relationship management and advocacy skills to the WIA board. 
With over 40 years as a licensed operator and with my current professional background, I look forward to your ongoing support to continue to shape and advance the WAA into the future. Semi threes and sincere thanks, Scott, VK3KJ. Thanks, Scott. Now to the last name on the ballot, David Oozel. Hi, this is David Uzel, VK2DU, running for WIA Director. Having been involved in running Jotter since I was a scout and first going for my novice at 16, missing by one, I was discouraged at the time and didn't sit for my licence again until my early 30s, having missed all those years of fun. Since then, I've been involved in the WIA exam service, volunteered on the Education Committee and the ACMA Syllabus Review Panel. I am an AMC examiner and also a volunteer examiner for the ARRL. I work hard to encourage people to get involved and will assist people to get their licence any way I possibly can, having done exams in New South Wales and Queensland, both city and country. I try to get new amateurs wherever I go. I would like to represent members, get a more responsive WIA and advocate to regulators as well as government about WIA, amateur radio and what we have to offer as a collective group of communications practitioners and enthusiasts. Thank you for listening to me and this WIA weekly broadcast, 73. David Uzel, VK2DU. Unfortunately, again this week, we are missing the third candidate on the list, current WIA President Greg. But we did manage to hear from seven out of the eight, so I guess that wasn't too bad. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au To the social scene, VK7 Meet the Voice Barbecue at Ross next Sunday, March 21. Redfest, April 10. Mayhem, that's at the Wyong Racecourse, May 30. Zerg Convention, Mount Gambia, June 12 and 13. And Rosebud Radio Fest by Spark on November 14. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4, Baker Baker. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.